This week's podcast is brought to you by Bisto. B I S T O Bisto. B I S T O Bisto. B I S T O Bisto. B I S T O. Singing B. Beefy. Singing I. It's beefy. Singing S. So beefy. Singing T. Too beefy. Singing O. Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. I am Ben Maudsley and I'm here with David Wetnall, a man who quite possibly might make me laugh. If he makes anybody else laugh, it's a bonus. <laughs> like Thank a, you, dear. Like a struggling indie band. Mm, we just made it for ourselves. If anybody else likes it, it's a bonus. This is our difficult 15th podcast. Uh, well, there's getting increasingly longer gaps between podcasts at the moment. Yes, we're busy people. But, um, you know, we'll carry on. We'll be back on track soon. We'll plod on. Must be, must apologise for succumbing to sponsorship as well because uh, you know there are expenses incurred in running a podcast. Yeah, and free free beefy. I mean free beast. Free bisto. Free beefy. That's free a bi- campaign. Free free <laughs> bisto is hard to turn down. Listen, we're swimming in bisto over here at Podcast Towers. Yeah. We've got if anything, we've got too much of it. <laughs> but we did get a good deal with. Um, we said we wanted complete creative control over the advertising there. <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, we will be back on track soon. Um, monthly podcasts. Yes. Well, we're but, coming into like the season of, of uh, snooker. Season of goodwill. <laughs> but um, if, we're, if we are ever stuck for content for the podcast, there is one man who you can turn to. And he is called Mr. Maxim and Mr. Rod Out. <laughs> the Beast. <laughs> it's Willie Four. Willie Throne. Um, now... This clip I'm going to play, you've been waiting for me to play this for about a... Oh, you're doing his entourage? Yeah. Yes! Now, this is uh, Steve Davis interviewing Willie Thorne about the entourage that used to follow him around in the 80s, um, which were ultimately his downfall, really, because he'd put too much pressure on it. Yeah. But uh, it's a hilarious list of sort of characters that used to follow him around. I've been waiting to hear <laughs> this for about a year, and you banned me from Googling it for myself so well, that you could... Play it to me live on air. Well, I'll put you out of your misery if you want. I can't you, wait. Are you this. ready? I'm ready. That, that, that was marvellous. Mm-hmm. They used to follow you around to all the tournaments. They were battered and bruised. They were, you see, the thing so, is... So, they... they, <laughs> they had, I mean, the names, I know some of the names. I'm yeah. sure you'll tell me about them. Absolutely. But, that, but there was the Leicester mob Absolutely. Um, used to come around and support you up to the yeah. hilt. Uh, Racing Raymond's mind. They'd seen you in practice. They'd seen you play in practice. They knew how great you are. Yeah. The only analogy I can go is going back to like the race course situation where, you know, if you watch a race horse on the gallops, you think, well, this cannot get beat. Because in practice, Steve, it was frightening how good I was, you know. But it doesn't mean anything, as you now know yourself. But the lads in the club. Oh, they think, well, how can he get beat? I mean, I'd practice for an hour and make like 10 centuries. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't go around and tell everybody because people think, well, you're telling fibs. 
I never, uh, I used to knock him in off the lampshade, that's why I had to go for blacks, because I was bored making unders, you know. Yeah. I should have played more time playing tactical-wise and safety-wise, but I didn't enjoy it. Now, consequently, lads used to come in, because every tournament, as you know, they've followed me all over the place, uh, watching you. I had Racing Raymond, Handbags uh, Barry, the red-faced man from Braunston, <laughs> Billy the Dip, Billy the Golfer, Stuttery and Vic. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's ten of them. <laughs> What a bully list of their names. <laughs> Billy the Dip. Who's your favourite? Um, I think it, I think the red-faced man from Broadstone. Because <laughs> yeah. it's such a long name. Long. Like it's not really a nickname, is it? Yeah, I mean, racing Raymond. I can, you know, that makes sense. Barry the Dip or something. Handbags Barry. Handbags Barry. The red-faced man from Broadstone. Billy the Dip. But the red-faced man from Braunston. Great Too name. long. Yes, I think uh, stuttering Vic. You can always rely on Willie for laughs. That was funny. He's. <laughs> oh, I, I liked it when he said uh, it was frightening how good I was in practice. I think that's quite interesting. As yeah. I believe he was that good in practice. Yeah. And even Steve Davis was like, whoa, that's, you know, yeah. he was amazing. But, yeah. you know, he just couldn't do it in, in tournament play. Yeah. And that's sport, and it? it's just, yeah. you know. No, I believe, I believe him. I don't think he's bragging because no, he's, no. he's saying there, like, I could do it on the table, but I just yeah. couldn't do it in tournaments. So. He, he was probably the best break builder professionally yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, but he just couldn't perform under the lights. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I've heard Gary Lineker say that because he used to go after training. He used to play, to play with Willie. Yeah. He said that he just knocking him maximums daily. Yeah. He was just, you know, he never missed. He was just yeah. unstoppable. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Because he wasn't that great. No. In performance. Imagine if, like, uh, if back in them days he'd been able to get hold of, like, Steve Peters or, like, a sports psychologist mm. who could have just. You know, trained him to be. To he be could more have done focused, He could have been a great player. Yeah, but there we go. Um, a great WT. But yeah, you can always rely on Willie. His uh, Twitter feed is a gold mine. It is. And I once mined it right to the bottom. And found <laughs> the first ever tweet. What and was it, it said, uh, "Let me just remember what it said." It said, um, "Hello, welcome to Willie's world. Tweet me, tweeters." <laughs> Willie's world. Willie's world. There we go. A few, you found a funny one recently, didn't you? Yeah. I found a funny tweet off uh, Dennis Taylor that he sent out this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's posted a picture with some fella. Yes. Uh, and he says, What a pleasure to surprise Tom Hutchinson for his 90th birthday. He looks about 70. <laughs> Not a compliment. <laughs> he's doing that thing where you go like, Oh, you don't look a day over 50. But he's just gone, looks about 70. <laughs> Still pretty old, still old, yeah. He still looks like an old man. He looks about seventy. Incredible, he looks about seventy. Great compliment from uh, Dennis Taylor there. Um, well, speaking of Willie, though, I uh, went back on. Do you remember we spoke about the Gatwick Gangsters film starring Willie Fort? Yes. Uh, I went back on the IMDb page. Oh yeah. And it's been updated with a release date in November. Wow. And it also recommended another film called Mob Handed. Uh, working title nonce, <laughs> which intrigued me a bit, and uh, it turns out there's there's this like film company called Gangster Films, yeah, and they're like churning out these gangster movies all the time, and uh, there was a little behind the scenes video of the latest uh, film, yeah, called Mob Handed Working Title Nonce. Um, this this interview with the main actor really made me chuckle. Just wow. a little clip, listen to this. Usual parts I play, I was the original Joseph. I played Jesus in Godspell. Played Prince Charming in Panto for a hundred years. And uh, now I'm playing a paedophile. 
Joseph B. I've played Joseph, Moses, Mary. You name it, I've played it. Peter. I've done Prince Charming for a hundred years. Dangerous paedophile. <laughs> it's top of the CV. Yes, well. These films that get made, yes. is it just a tax dodge? Because well, no no one is watching them. And if, they, if they've got a whole production company just churning out these films, like, they can't be making any money off it. There is a certain tax loophole where if you put your money into, like, uh, film production, you get a big tax break. Mm. And they're all kind of dodgy people that make these films. So I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing it could be is if, like, the production company's set up and then other people, when they want to make a film, they say, well, we'll pay mm, for, possibly, like, your studio possibly. time. And you're, they have, like salaried cameramen and stuff and they go we want to come in and use your studios and your equipment Maybe. and we'll pay you a daily rate yeah. so then the people who make them it's just like vanity projects because they, there's no way they can ever make money off them well they're not being released are they they're not being, oh, so they are, they're they are being, being released to DVD and then straight to bargain bin yeah straight into the bargain bin but I don't think even if it was released on DVD it would never make any money it certainly well, wouldn't no, recoup. Because there's no publicity behind it, so no one knows yeah. they exist apart from you. So maybe, it, yeah, I'd say it's just a tax dodge. Or rich people with a lot of time Fancy on. projects. Yeah. A lot of time on their hands. Yeah. It's a whole world, though, of filmmaking that you just did not know about. No. Interesting. You should explore it more. Maybe we could make a, the story of the snooker podcast. Yeah. Like a, a documentary, a biopic. <laughs> Now, another sort of character in the world of snooker who can provide the laughs is Dennis Taylor. Um, and I think he possibly might listen to this podcast. Because do you remember you did a funny little song about John Higgins? It wasn't wizard. me. It was John Higgins himself singing that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. A karaoke. Yeah. Um, so I just remind the listeners what that song was like. Yeah, go on. Okay. My name is John Higgins. I'm a snooker wizard. I pop balls with my magic wand. Okay, now here's the little uh, commentary clip I found. <laughs> the wizard of Wisha is waving that magic wand at the moment, that's for sure. What do you reckon? He's he's definitely heard us. I think so. That's our joke, Dennis. Yes, but one of the great things about Dennis is his boobs in the commentary box. Boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Like some a, of the gaffes he's made. A lovely boob. Yeah, he needs some sports. Yeah, he does. He, uh, he he makes a lot of them. Yeah. He's like a dithering old man, isn't he? These are two of my absolute favourites. I don't think we've done these before on the podcast. No. If we have, so. it doesn't matter. They're yeah. still funny. But this, these, these are my two favourites. Go on. And there's the great Patsy Fagan. He's here at all the sessions. UK champion in 1977. It was his birthday just a few days ago as well. Any happy returns, Patsy? Have you got your earpiece in now? Probably hasn't got it turned on. Doesn't want to fall asleep. I have to apologise for John. He, he looks very like Patsy Fagan, but it wasn't Patsy Fagan. Uh, that's so double, he's got a double in today. How great is that? That's the ultimate. Oh, Patsy, not Patsy Bacon. I like the way you're just going on, oh, he's a great champion, he hasn't got his hippies in. Yeah. But, and then... The, and then it just wasn't... You know when he realised? Do you reckon he was like, oh... Oh, he must have been absolutely gutted. Yeah. But um, it's a good... I remember people always mention that one to me. And also, yeah. a lot of people mention this one that I've never seen or heard. Mm. It's um, 
I think uh, it was Mark Selby just sat in his seat, and it's one of these shots where they're cutting waiting to break off, so they're just sat in their seat. Yeah. And he went, got a little bit of gel in his head. <laughs> 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 oh. He does always say things like, like a little oh. bit, a little bit creepy. Oh, look at Mark there! He's got a little bit of gel in his hair. Bit of gel on. Bit of gel on. Yeah, that it's, 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 he points out odd things, but it, it's a difficult a sports commentator on because you've got to keep speaking. There's a lot yeah. of lulls in play. But I don't think you have necessarily got to keep speaking. Like, there's a lot of times you have you a just, bit. You've got you've got to say something every sort of minute or so. But, but you can have long periods of silence. Yeah, but unlike other sports where there's like things happening all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of times where they just sat in their seat and they're panning the audience. Or yeah, yeah, with that sort of stuff. And you do feel of. like you have to, and you yeah. keep. <laughs> but this is another one of my favourites. This is Dennis. He thinks he's he thinks he's commentating on, on a live clip, and then he suddenly realises. Ah, uh, right, okay. Flock <laughs> face. And you've got to be absolutely perfect when you cue these. Um, just have a look at this. It was like slow motion the way he brought the white back there. Well, it was slow motion you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It was like slow motion. Oh, it was slow motion. No, that was slow motion. <laughs> you need the sports bra with boobs like that. You're a boob man, aren't you? Snooker boobs. Snooker boobs. Yeah. That's why, that's part of the attraction of snooker for me. That yeah. You've got to get people, that part of it is that people who, who are not, who are ex-snooker players, not properly broadcasters, have got to talk yes. live on air for like four hours at a time. I think... Just um, throws up some amazing little things. It'll be a sad day when those commentators are no longer with us. Yeah. And they are getting on a bit. Yeah, the BBC are keeping them on, which yeah. is good. But there'll come a day when they'll probably just get rid of those three: Virgo, Taylor, Taylor. and Vaughan. Yeah, probably they will. I mean, they will come a day definitely when that happens. I reckon the first to go will be uh, Dennis Taylor. Ah, <sighs> really? Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, Taylor's a bit older. Taylor and Virgo are older than than Willie Thorne. Yeah, and um, I reckon Virgo will keep going. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. And he's, do you think he's the number one? Do you think he's like the yeah, main? Yeah, he usually the does the, the evening session of the final, doesn't he? <clears throat> usually, yeah. Um, so it's usually them two together, though, isn't it? Dennis Taylor and. and, uh, and they used to be. John now Taylor. they usually put them with a younger player, so it's like it'd be like Virgo and Hendry. Oh, uh, okay. I think they kind of mix up, and then it'll be like uh, Taylor and. Everton or something. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think's good coming through from like the, the new ones? Hendry's obviously. Henry is actually good when he's paired with someone who's a bit more humorous, like yeah. Virgo. On his own, he's not that great, but he he's, is insightful. I think he's very insightful, but he's not very funny. Like no. he's, he's just quite dour wo- and, and critical. I worry that those younger commentators coming through are not that funny, but Debden's quite funny. Yeah. He's, he's quite a, odd. He's a knob, though, isn't he? Yeah. Um, who else is the young? John Parrott's still quite young, I suppose. He's not that But old. he's been going for years. Um, Davis, I don't think Davis is a brilliant commentator. Actually, he's too, he's too relaxed. I think. Yeah, it, Just, they tend to pull him off commentary. They tend to pull him off <laughs> in the box. But they pull him off commentary towards the end of tournaments. They yeah, have yeah. him as a pundit, don't they? When they do like live. Well, it's it's because of the early rounds of so much snooker. They have yeah. them all doing it, don't they? And then yeah, as yeah. it gets towards the latter stages. It yeah. tends to be just four left or five. But I think he's he's better as a as a pundit yeah, in, the in studio. his studio. I with think so. him and John Parrott are better as pundits yeah. than they are as commentators. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I imagine in twenty years' time it'll be Sean Murphy replacing. Yeah, he's quite in a, 
they, they, the BBC thing. seemed to like having him in the studio, and yeah. he seems quite media friendly. Yeah, he is. Media quite... trained. They're doing a lot of like VTs and stuff for them, aren't they? When we were in the uh, when we went into the press room at the Barbican, he yeah. was doing an interview, wasn't he? And you're like, "There's Sean Murphy." Sean Murphy. Do you remember when we were sat in the players' the lounge magician. having a yeah. pint? Yeah. And then the curtain moved, and yeah. we saw a face. <laughs> and it was Mark Williams. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "How can you let us in? Yeah, Somebody let outside, us in." Yeah. There's like a secret door into the yeah, into the, the players' lounge. Outside. And it was Mark Williams, and he was looked like a fucking scally. Yeah, yeah. He had a bubble jacket on. Bubble. He had a puffer jacket on. Um, like one of these 17 he had like an entourage of scallies didn't he yeah South Wales scallies um, sadly I don't think we'll be able to make it up there this year because we had a place to stay didn't we yeah that's true well we could go just for the day and drive back yeah we need to if you wanted yeah we could do Cause the f- no we went twice and the first time we drove all the way back afterwards didn't we yes we did and the second time we stayed over yeah that's right could go again yeah yeah, we could do. I've got some tickets for the uh, final of the Grand Prix in Preston, though. So When's that? That's in next year, like January or February. Are you February. going with Snooker Wife? No, you're coming. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, definitely. First ever final. First final. Sighting. At Preston. Preston Guildhall. It's supposed to be a really good venue, like. Yeah. It's an old... It's never cropped up on venue vitriol. It must be good. No, maybe I need to check that out. Check it out. Um... Vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Now, venue vitriol, I'll be mining TripAdvisor for some snooker related tomfoolery. This is why we need the Bisto money. Yes. To, keep, to pay for your internet access. There's a lot of research going on. Yeah. Into into this um, now we used to play at Riley's in Liverpool the snooker club we did, yeah. and it was pretty poor, poor. turns out that I think most of them are pretty poor going yeah, off yeah, TripAdvisor but this one from London made, made me laugh a bit shall I read it to you yeah, two bar staff doing sweet FA the head on show has a smug winky face like he was doing me a favour after erroneously sending someone to a third bar only to discover that a drink I'd actually ordered was in the fridge behind him <laughs> That's very good. Smug, oh, winky, winky face. face. Uh, so, yeah. The staff are, are always a bit weird in Riley's, aren't they? Well, they're <laughs> usually just students, aren't they? And they just don't give a shit. Yeah. Most, of the, most of the time in a place like that, there's no one in there. So yeah. if you work there, you can do fuck Dawson. all. Yeah. But occasionally when they've got to do some work, they don't like it. They don't like it up them. This one's good. I think you should do it in a sort of northern... Bellevue. Bellevue, this is where... I think it's in uh, near Manchester. They held the World Championship there once. Okay. I that's... think it's like a dog racing track now. Okay. So that's... That's, okay, that's, that's where we're That's the it. connection. That's the, connect, the very tenuous connection. <clears throat> we came to take some photographs of the dogs running and we were told, no professional cameras. You need to learn what a professional camera is, pal. <laughs> Luckily, we had a Groupon voucher, so it was £4 each with a beer and a burger. I upgraded my burger for £2.50. It was awful. The building is so run down, carpet is for the 70s and threadbare. Overall, the evening can be good with your mates, but the quality of the facilities and food is terrible. You need to learn what the professional camera bottle. <laughs> you really don't know a bloody professional camera if it came up and took a photo of your arsehole. <laughs> Wonder, 
<laughs> What's a professional camera? It must like, be a big camera, a big lens. Oh, it's a big one, that. Too, big too. lens. You've got like a, a telescopic, telescopic lens. lens. You need to learn. You need you to know, learn. <laughs> I do need to learn what professional... I mean, a profe- the camera itself can't be professional. It's not getting paid. Well, there's a certain... Uh, it's the professional's camera. Yeah. You need to learn what professional's camera looks like, pal. You need to learn what... I like the ones where they, they try and get a member staff into trouble by describing them. Yeah. This one's good. It says, uh, the female at the front desk was so rude and not friendly at all. Dark hair, bright red lipstick, foul mouth. <laughs> the female. That that was, uh, I think that was at the uh, back of the tower circus. Oh. Blackpool tower it's funny circus. to describe a woman as the female. <laughs> Name of Judy. Foul mouth. Duck mouth. Duck mouth. <laughs> foul mouth. <laughs> it's actually spelt like that. Yeah. Foul mouth. Yeah, she had a beak. She had a, she had a Botox. Who spelled F O W L? Foul. Yeah, she had mouth like a waterfowl. Very oily. <laughs> <laughs> she had a beak. Uh, do you want to do this or what? Yeah, man. Reading hexagon. A oh, reading hexagon. <laughs> I thought this was called the reading hexagon. <laughs> we had tickets bought for us to see Arrival, the Abba Tribute Band. As we entered the hexagon, we felt like turning round and going home. What a ghastly, dim, forbidden entrance. It has to be the worst place we have ever been to. We went early as it was advertised you could eat there. An awful little calf with an equally poor excuse for a hot food menu. We went hungry, but for two Tic Tacs I had in my pocket. <laughs> I, forbidding? I like that, forbidding. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it's not a nice place, but... He says it has to be the worst place we have ever been to. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Maybe they've only ever been to really nice places. It sounds like it, doesn't it? The worst place we have ever been in our lives. Luckily, he had those two Tic Tacs in his pocket. Keep you going, then. Only two calories, though. An awful little calf with an equally poor excuse for a hot food manual. Speaking of uh, dodgy cafes and food, I had a well dodgy uh, curry last night. My stomach's well off. Ooh. And I think I should have known because the the leaflet on which we ordered it from had a picture of a curry and a large pizza. Oh, bad sign. So usually that's a bad sign because... They're it, edging their bets. They're edging their bets. And it's not just a curry house. They're no, doing they're other doing things. Pizzas. But there were a few other signs which should have alerted, you. alerted me. And most of them were spelling mistakes in Ooh, the menu. Yes. Uh, even on the first page, uh, the red spiel should have been red special. <laughs> yeah, I want the red spiel. There's a few others. I'll see if you can spot some of them. If yeah, I, if I pass it to you. Yeah. There's plenty that, of mistakes in there. You know this is one of my favourite pastimes, looking for spelling mistakes yes. in things. Uh, let's have a look. <laughs> There's, one of the dishes is just called sag. <laughs> Oh, can I have a bag of sag? Just a bag of sag, please. Sag. Um, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> this is the description of balti dishes. Okay. Uh, a North Indian curry dish cooked with fresh blah 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 blah. Prepared medium or hot if desired. Traditionally eaten with nan. <laughs> I have to invite your nan round. Nans hate curries. Traditionally eaten with nan. Not in my not in my family. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What's this? What else we got on here? You can get a stuffed nan there. Stuff. That's what we have on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely pogged. Going cold turkey the next day. <laughs> <laughs> stuffed nan. All right, nan, you stuffed. 
Oh, I'm absolutely punked. Also, um, offers is spelt with about ten Fs. Offers. <laughs> 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 which is a bit of a gl- glaring mistake. Yeah, they've they've hammered that F key. Yes. Is there any of the funny ones on there that we did? That we found. You can get chicken shat. <laughs> you get. You get a chicken chat. Or chicken I'm just ringing up for a chicken chat. How are you chicken to do you? I would fancy a bit of a chicken chat. Ooh, I wouldn't fancy this. Tandoori trout. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you had? No, no. Oh. No one has ever ordered a tandoori trout and a bag of sag. Can I have two tandoori trouts, a bag of sag and a large pizza? That's like... Let's just, I fancy it stuffed now. That's like, let's just use up what's in the bottom of the freezer. Oh, tandoori trout. Yeah, I wouldn't be having that. So you're feeling a bit dodgy, are you? A little a bit, bit dodgy in the belly. I had the uh, piazza. Oh, you dope. I had a bad swilker. Oh, terrible swilker. No one listening knows what swilker is, it's your word. Oh, uh, yeah. It means when you have... It's just your family that use that word. Swilker. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, we use it for when you've got a dodgy stomach, but... The essence of it is two liquids mixing in your stomach and making you feel a bit sick. So, for example, you had a curry with like a glass of orange juice. That's a bad swilker. Oh yeah. But is it, it just liquids, not f- not solid foods? I think it genuinely means liquids. So if you had like a soup and a cup of tea. Yeah. That, that's the classic one in our family. If you're having soup and you ask for a drink, now you're swilker. You're swilker with that, mate. Oh, you're swilker. Yeah, we'll order it. Yeah, yeah, I'm swilker with it. But that's the one. Oh yeah, well. Great, great stuff there. Graham Dot. Swalker. Swalker. <laughs> Graham Dot's Swalker. Classic Swalkers with Graham Dot. Right, soup and a cup of tea. That's a Swalker. Curry orange juice. Swalker. Glass of milk and a Bisto. Swalker. Bisto is available in many flavours, including chicken. Uh, <laughs> What other Swilkers would Graham Dot know about? Uh, cheesy. Cheesy! Beans. <laughs> Coffee and cheesy beans. Cheesy beans! <laughs> what would you like for your tea, Graham? I want cheesy beans again! <laughs> no, it's a Swilker. You have it with a drink. I won't have a drink. I just want cheesy beans. <laughs> That's what I imagine Graham Dot has. That's why he's so stunted in his growth. He's yeah, like a little... Eating. I want cheesy beans and a jelly piece! <laughs> That's what they call in Glasgow, they call a jam butty. They call oh. it a jelly piece. Really? Yeah. So I'm told, if anyone's listening from Glasgow, you feel free to correct me on that point. But that's what I'm led to believe, that it's called jelly piece! Cheesy beans! <laughs> Traditionally eaten with nan. Um, I once took... We once took my nan out for some food, and she used to sort of get the menu a bit wrong sometimes. Oh, yeah. And as we were sort of ordering our food, she wanted scampi. Yeah. She went, oh, I'll just have a s- 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 spank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my auntie said, um, it's not that kind of establishment. <laughs> oh, spank. We once took, a, took her for an eye test. Yeah. And you know you have like the letters on the board. She started yeah. reading that and the amount of numbers. <laughs> Eight, seven, twelve. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hang on. <laughs> You're right side, it's fine. Okay, it's time for the Connor Langdang Memorial Competition. 
got a lager. No entrance last podcast. No so one's listening anymore, are they? No one's listening anymore, but we'll carry on. But I missed this letter. This letter came in on the last podcast about the podcast before. Okay. And uh, I forgot to read it out. Uh, do you want to read it out? Yeah, okay. Are we doing West Contractions? Yeah. Whatever you want. Dear Ben and Steve, we are big fans of the show, though less of the snooker chat, please. Only joking, I do like to sleep in front of snooker sometimes with a hangover. I like the sound of the soothing balls. After John Parrott, you are probably the wittiest guys in snooker. Could we have more Kid Delicious, please, and we like the songs? You could have a segment for beginners who know nothing about snooker, hosted by Kid Delicious himself. I really want to win the clean, new, blow-up doll in the t-shirt because it has a doot. What does that mean? We think the answer is Willie Thorne, and the game it sounds like is definitely Pac-Man. Half point. Love from Holly and Matt. Well, I, I mean, most of that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> What's a doot? Um, <laughs> Do you know what that is? We don't know what that okay. is. I like the uh, the accent you, you, you adopted for the letter we received a couple of podcasts back. Which was like a sort of posh bloke. I really want to win the clean you blow up doll in the t-shirt because it has a doot. I don't know what a doot. So this is this is the uh, clip that you got to decipher, and if you know who it is, get in contact and we'll get a t-shirt out for you. Are you ready for this one? Oh uh, yeah, I never get them. I never well, know what they are. We'll have a go at this one. It's a bit easier than normal. Okay. okay, here we go. So, can you guess who it is? I've got no idea. Okay. I, I told you I'm absolutely rubbish at these. But I'll tell you after the podcast, dear. Thank you, my friend. Now, um, let's do some Chinese whispers. Okay. Um, now, this is the last lot of uh, Chinese nicknames. Okay, and it's part done. three. Yeah, sadly, but... You know, what can you do? So just to recap, I went on one of these uh, sites where people ask questions and then other users of the site will reply. And it was, uh, what are some snooker player nicknames? Um, Hamilton, Robin Hood. Robin Hood was a famous English folklore hero. He fought right aristocratic oppression. Robin Hood, martial arts outstanding. Uh, This is a good one. Judd Trump, bum, silly, special. Special two. Pick a small special jewels, dolls, asan beds. <laughs> and then it says o- bum? It says other quasi god, heart fob, bully boy, genius, special forces. Quasi god. Um Mark Allen. Now his nickname is the pistol, isn't it? Yeah. So someone's put Mark Allen, small steel gun. Small steel gun. <laughs> small steel gun. <laughs> He's the small steel gun. It's funny. The pistols, more steel gun. That reminds me of a time when we were, uh, we were, we putting in a new bathroom. Mm. Oh no, we were just like doing up the bathroom a bit. Yeah. And some of the like seal had gone around the side of the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, we were gonna redo all that. Yeah. And my dad's coming around with some tools. Yeah. And uh, snooker wife said to me, uh, "Can you just ask your dad when he's coming around with his silicon pistol? <laughs> <laughs> Bring the silicon pistol." I was like, "Do you mean the?" Uh, the cartridge gun, she went, whatever it's called. Silicon pistols at dawn. Silicon <laughs> pistol. Oh, here's another one. Uh, well, this, someone's just put a list of a few that they think they know. Yeah. Uh, 
Millennium White, Second Child, Portable Generators Dot, and more particularly, Bald Devil Ebden. Bald Devil? Yeah. Wow. It also says Ebden is known as Mushroom Faction Leader. Mushroom Faction Leader. Which is quite funny. Do you think Mushroom Faction is vegan? Oh, possibly. Interesting. There was another one, actually, uh, another question. It said, who is the most humorous snooker player? Yeah. And just had one answer, and it said, I think Mark Allen is the most exotic entertainment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most exotic He will be quite exotic to a Chinese person. Well, He's yeah, like the opposite. And she'll be Irishman. With tattoos and... Tattoos. Foul mouth. And a doot. <laughs> and a doot. <laughs> Whatever a doot is. Is anyone knows what a doot is? Yeah, anyone... Yeah, if anyone can tell us what a doot is. Or Holly and Matt, the original... Posters, they could the duties. The dude, the date. <clears throat> now, there's been a lot of tournaments that have kind of passed me by of late. I've not really watched. Uh, <clears throat> Robbo won the Hong Kong Masters. Mm. Luca Brussel won the China. So Hong Kong Masters are invitational. Um, it's not a ranking event. Not sure. I can't remember actually. Yeah, I think it might be an invitational. But Luca Bussell won the China Championship. Yeah, He's that. doing really well at the moment. Yeah. Got to the quarters in the latest tournament. Uh, Michael White won the Paul Hunter Classic. Uh, Higgins won the Indian Open. And at the moment, the world opens on it. And it looks like Ding's going to beat Kyron Wilson. Yeah, but Kyron Wilson, I watched a bit of it this morning. He came back a little bit. It's 6-3 now. Oh, right, okay. Because um, he was... Six one down, wasn't it? Should I check the scores as we speak? Uh, the, it's the a break. mid-session. Mid-session. Oh, it's the between sessions. They're yeah. coming back for half twelve. They start again. But do you remember last year the Paul Hunter Classic? And we we spoke about how there was lots of amateurs entering, and some of them had quite amusing names. Oh yeah. Well, I looked at some of the entrants this year, and equally some more amusing names. Let's have a look in the mix. Uh, these ones made me chuckle a bit. A guy called Barry Mincer. Barry Mincer. Barry Mincer could be a hard man or, or soft or, man. Yeah. Or a butcher. <laughs> yeah, butcher or ballet dancer. Um, there's a guy called Tudor Simeon Popsicle. No, there isn't. It's Popsicle. Popsicle. It? Tudor Simeon Popescu. Popsicle. Popsicle. How do, you, how do you reckon he speaks? How do I reckon he speaks? Yes. Like Henry VIII. <laughs> I am Tudor, Simeon Popsicle. Now break off. Break with Rome. Break off. <laughs> break with gusto. Break with Rome. <laughs> uh, there's a, this, this guy reminds me, it sounds a bit scousey, this. Like a sort of scouse mum on a diet. Go on. Diet mass smoker. <laughs> diet mass smoker. Diet mass smoker. You're on a diet ma? Stop smoker. <laughs> diet ma. Diet mass smoker. Uh, this one is quite weird. You must dick me. <laughs> you must dick me. And Tan Wang Shu. Tan Wang Shu. Tan Shu. Tan Shu. Like, I've got a pair of tan shoes. Yeah. Tan Wang Shu. Like leather. Tan leather. Leather. Yeah. Wang Tang Shu. Wang Tang Shu. Diet Marsh Moker. Diet Marsh Moker. Stop smoking. Get on a diet mark. <laughs> Yes, very good. They're funny names. Are they all amateurs? Yeah, I think so. Amateurs. <laughs> you absolute amateurs. On the last 
on the last podcast there was some bonus material oh, yeah. on the outro. Jimmy Riddles, classic riddles. Oh yeah. Now was it, that the last one we did? That was the last one we did. Jimmy uh, Riddles, classic. If there was ever a, a sign that this podcast had run its course, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. I think that was a, an excellent ad-lib. Jimmy Riddles. Jimmy Riddles, classic riddles. I don't know any more classic riddles. They're the only riddles I know. to go downstairs to get a drink that we don't have at this bar when there were two bar staff doing sweet F.A. <laughs> the head honcho has a smug wink face. <laughs> <laughs>